Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome back to another Espresso Shots episode of T4C. If you're interested in breaking into copywriting, then this is the episode for you because my next guest has logged 14 years as a copywriter with a special focus on recruiting and human resources, also known as HR. But before I introduce you to Katrina Kibben, the CEO of Three Ears Media, I want to make sure you've signed up for the Java Junkies Journal. That's Time for Coffee's newsletter that showcases upcoming guests on T4C, as well as features career advice, insights, and inspiration. Just head over to the Time for Coffee website at time, the number four, coffee.org, and the sign-up box is right there. Now, my aspiring copywriting coffee lovers, please grab your mug and take a chug of your favorite caffeinated brew, because it's time for another caffeinated career conversation. And my guest is Katrina Kibben, the CEO of Three Ears Media, a company of writing coaches for recruiters. Katrina and their team take a high-energy, humorous, and non-traditional approach to teach global recruiting teams to write job postings like humans who care about how much a job can change someone's life. Katrina grew up as an army brat, and they lived all over the world. They've worked as a social media ninja, yes, that's what their title was, a technical copywriter, as well as a director of marketing and the managing editor of a recruiting news site called RecruitingDaily.com. Katrina is a storyteller, a public speaker, a tactical problem solver with a curious mind and A data nerd who works to craft messages that strategically improve the perceptions and experiences of their recruiting clients in order to meet the recruiting and employer branding problems of today's global employers. Katrina, welcome to Time for Coffee. Are you caffeinated and ready to go? Always, always ready to go. Thank you for having me. My kind of person. What's your go-to? I do a mocha latte with almond milk. <laughs> oh, okay. A little healthy. <laughs> a little healthier. Yes. I we love that. In Colorado after all. You know, we stick with our organic this and <laughs> cream that. Which is why I should be living in Colorado and not in Maryland because you're my kind of people for sure. So... Katrina, let's get into our 10 espresso shots, which we're framing around the field of copywriting. And the first espresso shot is what entry-level jobs are available to young people who want to break into this field? I'd suggest going into a field that's a little more broad first. Go into a marketing role. Go into even a sales technical writing role and really learn it in the context of how copywriting influences the rest of the business, then specialize in writing. Nice. So what type of job titles, (laughs) dare I say, Katrina, should they be looking out for? When I started out, I went for marketing associate, junior marketing copywriter, even a technical copywriter, although although I will tell you technical copywriter often represents a role with a few years of experience. Okay, good. What about a useful hard and soft skill 
that you look for in the young people that you've hired over the years? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I almost think of this as a hard and a soft skill and it's tone. So on one side, it's actually the ability to write with a tone that it sounds like a conversation with you. But I think the soft skill is being able to empathetically listen to others and create something that sounds like them, not like you. That to me is the mark and it's the difference between a good and a great copywriter. Oh, I love that. So you are putting yourself in the shoes of the person, the audience that you're writing for. And even more so, it's not taking over the voice of the person you're interviewing. I know you've been there where, you know, you're having this conversation with a really powerful person, but as writers, as interviewers, I always joke that the second something pops into our head, it becomes ours. It sounds like us. It, it right? We repeat it in our words because that's our tactic. That's what we were taught early on to reinforce concepts. However, in ghostwriting and really writing for executive voices, we can't translate. It has to be their voice. And unless you are 100% listening with something that I call big heart energy, i.e. you care about them and their story, you can't capture their story. Okay. I got to follow up here. When you said you're capturing the executive's voice, is that because when you're writing a job posting, you need to be channeling the hiring manager? Exactly. Exactly. What a candidate really wants, what you, job seeker, anyone who's ever been a job seeker, what we really truly want is insider information. We want the truth. And the best way that I can deliver the truth is by creating content that sounds like a great conversation with the hiring manager. That will psychologically, and I think there's some, there are also other digital components that will attract you to that job. Okay, thank you so much for clarifying. What about someone's major? Is it a deciding factor to get into copywriting? In other words, if they haven't studied English, communication, whatever. Is it a deal breaker? Absolutely not. There is no traditional path that leads you to copywriting. And I'm probably the proof of that. I thought I would be a marketer when I went to school. And frankly, this is a little embarrassing. I couldn't pass business calculus. I did not have that mind for 200 level math of understanding forecasts and formulas. And at the time, now I think I could fly through that class, but back then I couldn't. And so I took a major that I just knew I wouldn't have to take math. And I have met copywriters with very similar and very different stories. Hell, I met a copywriter this week who was a software engineer at one point in their life. Mm, I love it. Yeah. Now, what about a grad school degree? Is it important to have less so when you're breaking into the industry, more so if you want to be in the C-suite or if you want to start your own company the way that you have, Katrina? And if so, do you think that there is a better or more useful kind of degree to get? I mean, I'm a bit of a graduate of the school of the hard knocks, truly, because if you looked at my resume and then I did not tell you where I was today, you'd have no idea. And so I believe that chasing experiences, chasing work that you love is more important than having letters after your name. However, comma, 
I think that is a function of the types of companies I've been at. And so I tell people that if you want to work at a big pond and be a small fish, i.e. a company with more than 5,000 employees, you'll probably never meet the CEO. You know the type of company I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. If you want to do that and climb the corporate ladder, if those environments feel best to you, go get that MBA. Go for it. You'll make your money back. If you want to work at a small company and be a big fish in a little pond, which has been my path, you do not need the MBA. Never once have I considered that to be an important stepping stone because in that context, it's what you do and how you do the work that adds anything to your name that you need to get hired. Awesome. What about life experiences, Katrina? So those experiences we have outside the classroom, whether it's a part-time job, volunteering, travel, speaking other languages, what do you think are the most useful kind of life experiences for someone starting out in this field? Honestly, I, I want to say variety. That, that's kind of what floated to the top for me. It's a little bit of everything because in copywriting, our empathy comes from ha- having a baseline understanding of a lot of things. As an army brat, I moved a lot. I've experienced a lot of people, a lot of regions, and I had a lot of jobs before I graduated college. That informs my work every single day because I can ask informed questions. And I truly believe if you want to be a great writer, you need some lived experience to be able to provide context and ask the question that creates the clarity around the nuance, not just the obvious. Love it. So you are clearly so passionate about what you do. What is the best part for you, Katrina, of being in this profession? I The stories I hear. They change me every single day. I get to talk to people who are looking for new careers, people who love their careers, and they tell me their why. They tell me their origin stories. And it reminds me that on the other side of every single product I create, whether it be a job posting, a career site, or even just a simple email, There's a human on the other side who desperately needs this information so that they can be successful. And they have a story that I have never dreamed of. I think of the man who found his own cancer during a lab research and was told that he only had six months to live. Long story short, he found a treatment through his current employer. He became an employee because they saved his life. They matched him with a treatment for his cancer that changed and saved this man's life, extended his life so that the day that he and I sat in that room and cried over the weight and the magnitude of life, he was celebrating his baby girl's six-month birth. Oh my gosh. It's magic. These stories are magic. And I get the opportunity, my team, we get the opportunity to translate those stories into strategies that make people connect with work again, that remind them why we love our work. And that, I, I'll i do that every day for the rest of my life if I get the opportunity. Yay. <laughs> so even people like you who absolutely love what they do and feel that their passion and their purpose is aligned, when you are the CEO of a relatively new company, Three Years Media just celebrated its third anniversary. Congratulations. 
there are aspects that are going to suck. So what is the part? What is the part of your current job, Katrina, that sucks the most? You know, it's funny enough, you know, I work in HR, I work in talent. And the part that I struggle with the most is really developing and building the talent on the team. I have been an individual contributor for the majority of my career. That's a copywriter usually stays at a mid level. They very often, they very rarely become the executive. And for me, when I did reach that executive level, pretty young, 28 as a CMO of a, a hundred person company, I didn't enjoy that work because strategy, I prefer strategy to be less than 50% of my life, not more. And I find that as the business owner, you cover everything. And so I am always stressing and struggling a little bit with how do I make sure that this is a company where my team can belong, where my team can grow, and where they can become in the ways that my great mentors created space for me to become. And that's a big weight for me. And it's it's a big responsibility that I take very seriously. Oh, yeah, for sure. Three final espresso shots. What is the best career advice, Katrina? you've ever gotten? Oh, you know, it's funny. I think it depends on the part of my life, but the the instant reaction I have is the person who told me really early on to just listen to my gut, to stop chasing job titles, to stop chasing traditional paths, and to chase the work that made me feel alive. Mm. Oh gosh, that is powerful. That is so powerful. Thank you for sharing that. So what movies, if any, or Netflix, Amazon, Hulu streaming shows or books do you think accurately depict this profession? Probably a little bit of eat, pray, love. (laughs) Really? Absolutely. There's there's an element of that movie right in the middle where they have conversations about forgiveness and forgiving yourself. And I don't I'm sure most of the people listening have seen that movie, but if you haven't and that message of forgiveness really clicks with you, I would encourage you to watch this. And here's why. One, it really taps into that idea that having so many experiences informs how we work. The second layer that I think is really interesting is that to truly have empathy, you must have some level of forgiveness for yourself. There's a lot of healing that happens when you experience stories at the volume that we do. Great copywriters experience stories at a million miles an hour. And I think that if you have not addressed some things deep inside of you, if you have not really considered what joy means to you, what happiness means to you. It will create friction in your life to listen to stories constantly and wonder where you're supposed to be. I'm telling you, this copywriting has changed my life. I'm really excited to tell other people about it. Yay, yay. Hopefully it'll change more people's lives as they discover it. So final espresso shot. What would Java junkies be surprised to learn about copywriting? It's actually anthropology work. It has very little to do with what you say, and it's how you make people feel. Drop the mic. 
<laughs> Katrina, I want to thank you so much for making time for coffee today with me and the T4C community. Our listeners can find you at threeearsmedia.com and you spell out the word three. This was just wonderful. You're wonderful. Thank you for having me.